I don't know. Are there crab uh, emotes? Do we have crab emotes in here on Twitch? Because if there are some crab emotes here on Twitch, this next thing, y'all are going to have some crab emotes. I thought about doing this on Wednesday, but I don't want to do this on Wednesday. Um, mostly because I want to do it now. Rebel wisdom is over. No more sense-making from David Fuller. So, welcome everyone to, I always say a special, different Monday, but this is definitely a very special and different Monday. Um, we had a wonderful conversation just ahead of this with some of the Emergent Commons people, um, and it was really nice to hear. Okay, listen, I, listen I'm, I hate doing this to everybody. Okay, so he's got this lapel mic, which is great, except it's like pointed over this way. <laughs> you see his lapel mic's like pointed off over his shoulder. Like, dude, you have to kind of point that generally in the direction of your fucking mouth. And, and connection um, when we sort of, when I shared some of the, the reasoning, some of the. Okay, not for nothing, by the way, he's taken hundreds of dollars from every person when they back out and show the Zoom, like the, the Brady Bunch except for maybe if he's got a couple co-hosts or a producer or something in there, he's taken hundreds of dollars from every one of these people. Going on uh, and some of the future plans. So we're really looking forward to sharing that with everyone here and future plan. Then yeah, that means sharing it with you. First. I think that, I think that his channel, I think that this whole thing, got thrown under the bus by several people and he's going to rebrand. Um, I don't think we count because people that in his sort of where his sphere of influence is, we don't, me and HK don't really have much influence there, but the gurus pod guys have sort of made it known that they think sense making is bullshit. Uh, Aaron, who's been on this show from embrace the void had him on to tell him that he thinks sense making is bullshit. And so I think this guy's sort of lost his credibility in that kind of like pseudo intellectual space. Um, and so he has to like rebrand so that he can uh, gain cachet again in that pseudo intellectual space because his in interviewers that he, the people he used to interview Jordan Peterson, uh, he doesn't like him anymore. Brett Weinstein doesn't like him anymore because he wouldn't go anti-vax. Um, Eric won't go on his show anymore because Brett doesn't like him anymore. Sam Harris won't go on his show anymore. So he's going to have to rebrand his whole fucking thing so that he can like maybe start have a whole different group of grifters that he's focused on. If I had to guess, I'm guessing he's going more to that like sort of like maybe yoga sort of spiritual guru sort of space. The conspirituality people talk about a lot. He's going to end up in that sort of yeah, and that kind of feel-goody kind of place that ends up being a pipeline to things like QAnon. I think that's where he's going to go after this. But again, when they back out and show all these people on this fucking video, remember, every one of them people gave him at least a couple hundred bucks. As members and people who've supported us and been with us along this journey. Yeah, it's it's. I'm just looking through gallery view and looking at lots of familiar faces and also feeling that God, I'm looking at a lot of, a lot of white faces is what I'm looking at. Look at all the white people. They're all 
white. The bittersweet energy. Uh, not, oh no, there's there's one there's 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 one lady here actually. She's not white. I was incorrect. Um, there's also a lot of people here who are older. Um, I didn't know this about his audience, but you look there's several people who are maybe in my parents' age cohort who I think he's taken advantage of. Um, and gratitude as well. So yeah, thank you for coming tonight. Oh, that's this guy. This guy's fucking hella crystal healing energy. That guy didn't give David Fuller no hundred bucks because he's in on the grift. As well, it feels really, um, yeah, I'm really glad we're doing this. I'm really glad to have a chance also for, for us to talk through um, everything we're feeling and, and everything that's going on. Hey, Cotton Candy, welcome. I'm glad you're here. We're celebrating the demise of rebel wisdom this evening. Um, I don't do a lot of political theory. I'm not an economist, and this isn't a uh, a an explicitly anti-capitalist channel. Um, that's just not what we're 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 covering the we're covering the dystopia that is happening to our uh, our world. Our rebel wisdom is some fucking pseudo intellectual bullshit where he charges you several hundred dollars for a couple Zoom meetings about sense making. I'm not kidding. Um, decision. Oh, they also, also did breathwork courses. What That's where you hyperventilate and see things. And actually apparently, it gives you some you kind of insight into the world. That, that we've been on, and you know, a couple, a few other people have been involved. But this feels, yeah, this feels special because we're opening out. Um, so, yeah, like David said, we will talk a little bit about the. That's really um, funny. Just real quick, do they practice Austrian economics in Austria? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just like sort of like a social democracy and neoliberalism going on in Austria. The background and what, what we're both feeling called to what's happening over the next sort of five or six months and what we want to, how we want this final phase to look, because that's, that's certainly how I'm seeing it. It's this, um, he's like, this is the final cash grab. Everybody donate money. It's the end of the telethon. Oh, this is Catterday. Intentional final phase. So, um, and yeah. The, uh, yeah if you're wondering like where the cats are on the overlay, we have a new overlay and I haven't done a cat overlay yet. Reflection as well. But we're going to dance and stuff later tonight. It'll be fun. Yeah. And very much we're seeing this as a kind of conscious completion and pollination process of many of the ideas that we've been talking about, many of the practices we've been using on the channel and thinking about how we can support the, as, as I was talking it through with the emergent commons people before, it's very much a feeling that the, the energizing force that, that led to rebel wisdom and that we sort of, were that was just you getting access to Jordan Peterson feeling and, and, and quitting your job as an actual journalist where you had to like cite your sources and like you had a producer who was like fact checking you and shit. That's what started Rebel Wisdom, my dude. You saw a fucking money tree you could shake where nobody was going to fucking fact check you. Culture is now feeling like it's going in different directions, and it feels like a very exciting time uh, for... So the, the, the reasons for us, I think if we start with sort of the reasons for us of why it feels like the right time to do this... Uh, um, because you have sucked all the money you can out of your audience. And now you want to find a different reason to suck money out of the suckers who are going to stay with you. And you want to find a way to find new suckers who are going to give you money for Zoom calls. 
um, a few different ones. One of one of them is this guy's like an intellectual dark web hanger on. He's interviewed the Weinsteins a bunch, Jordy Pete. Um, want to be doing. He has a lot of followers. He's got like half a million followers on on YouTube. That's not nothing, you know. We have overheads. We have like it, it's a company. It's got kind of commitments. It's got we've got staff. We've got. And none of us. Peterson's psychology videos aren't in good. a position where we're kind of servicing that. And so Peterson that was a brilliant psychologist. He would have like published papers with citations. Flow and That's how being a brilliant kind of psychologist works. That, that really started, and I think drew so many people to it in the first place. And there was a danger of that coming in, of sort of feeling like we were. We were being driven by man. Look at all these driving. older ladies that are um, giving him money. So I didn't know this about him. Though, that's gross. It makes no financial sense. Rebel Wisdom is still doing really well. Like the courses are really popular. Like it makes the no courses. Sense sense. I'm not shitting you. A series of Zoom calls for five hundred fifty dollars, and the Zoom calls look like the one he's in, where all those people. You're not even getting one on one time with this huckster. It's all these people in the same Zoom call. They paid $550 or some shit for a course with like 8, 10, 12, 16 of these Zoom calls. Pretty dishonest, if you ask me. Pretty grifty. ...sense to give up the brand, but it feels like the right thing to do. Mainly from my perspective, I'll let Ali talk in a second about kind of how he's seeing things. From my perspective, it's really, from an editorial perspective, the rebel framing was right and necessary Past shelf date i have a website you can upload your comics to my website anytime you want but i wouldn't call my website a good website <laughs> we began in 2018 onwards i feel very clearly that that rebel framing is no longer appropriate it's actually a synthesis time there was a kind of necessary rebalancing and and now it feels like a time of synthesis um and I've got kind of a few ideas personally about how I want to kind of contribute to that and, and use my skills to kind of to feed that that sense of the necessity and the culture to kind of come to more of a synthesis p- position. Uh, what does that mean? Framing just just feels like it's not. Yeah, it's a rebrand. He's going to fuck. He's going to do. It's going to be Griff 2.0. Build the new on oppositionality. You can point out the holes in the mainstream. You can point out the holes in the, the structure with oppositionality, but you can't build the new. Oh, what's up, Adam? It's time for sort of, I think it's time for the, the heterodox space itself to kind of, as I said on the Stoa recently, grow the fuck up and actually start trying to build the new and build the institutions rather than just continue to. Continue. Oh, no. Yeah. The heterodox. So <clears throat> heterodox and sense making and stuff. These things are like kind of buzzwords that people, a lot of, a lot of white guys, honestly, white guys in my age cohort. A lot, maybe a lot of white guys who might even be in the similar fields that I'm in technology, um, maybe not so much content creation. Cause I am hoping for a career change, uh, within a full career change by this time next year. Um, but this heterodox, this like, it means the opposite of the orthodoxy and like in art and music and well, a lot of art, I just say in the arts, it's fantastic heterodoxy, right? Because you would never get new kinds of music if people weren't thinking outside of the box. But these people want to apply it to things like physics and biology. And that's places where the orthodoxy is actually really important. Take. 
Yeah, and um, I'll just speak to the that point about the. Oh, Dave isn't even giving you enough money off of this grift for you to go, Mike, dude. Yeah, Rebel Wisdom very much, and I guess this is true of any project. It's become its own entity with its own sort of needs and its own, um, uh, yeah, so, something that we have to take care of and service. And in some ways, that's a really special thing. But in other ways, it's a lot of mental energy goes there. And I think what's yes, it's a business. What really has always been, I think, what's worked about Rebel Wisdom is that we've had this kind of spaciousness to feel into the zeitgeist and, and kind of it's been an intuitive process um, as much as anything What the else. fuck is this guy talking about? Practical elements of, you know, strategy or thought, but very much a feeling process of tapping into what's going on and speaking to it and finding the, the people, people in his audience just desperately want to be smart and they want their friends to think they're smart. You think the audience is too, Oh, you think that happened? You think the, the, you think the parasocial became sort of social and they're having the people that are doing these, um, these seminars and giving them money for them and stuff, expecting something back for the money they're paying. Do you think that's what's going on? Do you think they are like looking for a way to do this where it's more of a one way street where they're not inviting people onto zoom calls, not creating these parasocial sort of relationships with people. That's actually fucking, that might be exactly it that the audience is starting to ask them to like, talk to them after they've given them all this money for all these seminars. That could be very, that could be correct. Being edge, etc. Um, and, and for me personally, probably if I'm honest, since the Biden win, um, there has been, uh, and that's, that's, I'm not saying because Biden won by any means, there's something some cultural, massive cultural shifts, including that, and then including, of course, the invasion of Ukraine, have made it for me harder to figure out what is the zeit- what is needed right now, and what is the zeitgeist. And that has but like, imagine kind of thinking that really you are going to like just give the zeitgeist what it needs. Just imagine thinking that that's your endeavor, even if if you have a big following. That's a crazy thing to think that you're going to do fucking delusional personal inquiry it's then also really coincided with having a lot of deep spiritual experiences to the level i i thought you know stuff like this makes me really glad and like very like grateful that my parents my parents are getting old and they're still sharp as a whip and i'm just real glad because it would i would be infuriated if i found out that my mom or my dad had given these motherfuckers $550 for some zoom calls, right? Prepared for it. They're not hurting for the money, but they could spend that on themselves. And then the sort of emergence of um, kind of writing a book really made me start thinking not, not interestingly, David and I have been on their similar tracks to our thinking. It's I've become very interested in how do we bring these ideas to the mainstream? And there's obviously not a single way to do that. And there's not a single mainstream either. But what I felt increasingly drawn to your audience is like mostly like white people over 50. That's the mainstream. That's who has the money. That's who has the power and influence. I, I don't know what else to tell you, buddy. I mean, you already got the right audience for, if you think you're trying to bring shit into the mainstream, 
is more so than the rebel framing is the wisdom framing and the question of what does it look like to actually embed spiritual values into culture in a new way and i i don't often talk about spirituality or use the oh shut the fuck up that's your whole job like your hair is fucking like you meet this guy at a party you're like fuck fuck it's spiritual dude isn't it like one look at this dude right lisa you're at a dinner party you see this dude you're like fuck it's spiritual dude (laughs) sometimes on rebel wisdom even though lots of people are very deeply spiritual but i think the the people who are here in this call um compared to say you know our youtube audience or our legacy audience from other areas who might be more interested in um more rational ways of knowing i would say I've always felt this slight uncertainty about how deeply to go into that. And so I'm feeling very cold to go, to go really deeply into that and look at what is a sort of, Oh no. Yeah. They're going to do some weird, like spiritual retreat shit. Oh God. That's one. Are they going to like buy a piece of property and start a cult? Personally. Um, yeah. And then finally just the, there is this guy, he does, and he's not very good at playing it either. So like there's two kind of people who'll bring an acoustic guitar to the party, right? One person who'll like set it like somewhere and just leave it there. You know, maybe somewhere safe. Go, Hey, you know, I have this with me. Is there a room or somewhere I can put this where it's safe? You go, sure. There's another person who keeps it with them the entire time. The first person you go, Hey, did I, didn't I see you bring your guitar? Things are getting kind of, things are getting kind of slow here. You, you play a couple songs and they go, yeah, sure. And they'll play a song in there fabulous the person who's walking around with the guitar the whole time they're probably not that great and they want to make sure that that you know that they're going to play that guitar it's like a it's like a fucking rave i could always tell when somebody wasn't really that great a dj or maybe maybe they were not a bad dj but they were like unsure of themselves or they didn't think they had any clout and they wanted people to know they were a dj because they'd wear headphones around their neck the whole party I just stuffed my fucking shit in a bag behind the, the, the booth when I was done and hope it didn't get stolen because <laughs> I was, if I was going to stay the rest of the party, I was going to have a good time, you know? Wisdom as a kind of third thing between us. And that's that we all share. And it's almost like it's saying, okay, my, my time is done. That's very mystical sounding, but there is. My time is done is not mystical sounding. I feel this sense and it's bittersweet. It really is bittersweet and there's a sadness to it, but there's also a kind of um, feeling of rightness to it, of natural process somehow. And so this um, moving towards like the very natural thing for both of us, I think from the beginning of when we started this conversation was this idea of pollination. And I keep having this image of like a dandelion of blowing a dandelion and the 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 spore is spreading oh my god and that for the next um five six months is i just feel incredibly drawn to that and also we don't yeah they all do it it's like it's part of the intention of these calls Hmm. yeah so in, in a minute me and ali will talk about our own personal plans what what we're doing and 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 why um but just to kind of complete the, the thought on the project itself, as Ali said, we're looking at 
pollination and what we really want. And it, and it will be an emergent process. I've got some very sort of solid ideas about things that, that um, we're going to do before. I have a great idea for your next project, David. Unblock me on Twitter and have me be your first interview. To the course, but also there's an emergent quality to this. And we'd like to make sure that as much as possible, the, the benefits and the things that we've created are taken on in some way. So the courses potentially are going to be taken on by Emerge, which is a kind of sister organization. Potentially I wouldn't be particularly mean to him, but I'd say what I mean about like what he's doing and why I think it's bad, especially in light of this video. I don't like people taking advantage of old people. I just don't like it. Between Emergent Commons and Emerge afterwards. Um, and we're also thinking to to make some funds available for people who have projects in mind for whatever that might be. Like if someone wanted to do a facilitator directory or someone wanted to, to kind of take on indexing the content in a certain way that would allow people to find it spontaneously and it would sort of remain as a, as a resource. Because I think a lot of the films that we've put out um, are still ahead of their time in many ways. Like they're the not films. He's calling, he calls these things films. They're just interviews. Still getting comments on, say, someone commented on the Richard Tarnas piece. Maybe a Tony Robbins inspirational day. speech, oh God, Griff. This, that. Made, this was so prescient. This could have been made yesterday. Complete with sexual harassment and everything, probably. On, on this call, we've got a lot of people who are kind of quite ahead of the curve in many ways, who are tapped into to novelty and what wants to emerge in the culture. And I think a lot of people will be making that journey so, so it, I very much want all of the content and all the things that we've done to be there for people to discover uh, serendipitously over time. And if there's a way of sort of maximizing that surface area and the way that people- I'm playing find someone younger than me. We're, we're really and I think Man Bun might be younger than me and like middle yeah. on the left might people be younger than me. That come up. Yeah, we want to kind of help empower people to, to do projects and potentially- I think Fuller is probably my age almost exactly, right? Required. Um, potentially a, a certain proportion of maybe the funds that we get from our last closing event. Oh, did you see? Wait a minute, watch. Maybe, Al, if we talk now for it, if it's required, um, potentially a, a certain proportion of maybe the funds that we get from our last closing event. Oh, did you see how satisfied he already looked with himself about the funds they're going to get from their last event? Yeah, he's about my age, probably mid-40s. But we'll... We'll talk about maybe Al. If we talk now about like the defined plans for yeah. for the summer and the wrap up, and then we talk about maybe our own plans after that. Yeah, I thought I was. I'm going to suggest that. I think that makes sense. So the so we're now in May. I have to look, <laughs> look at the calendar there. We're now in mid May. So what we want to do um, is so obviously we we have. A, a course you got to do is uh, re, uh, re reset this guy's Wi-Fi uh, router. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go reset this guy's Wi-Fi router. Run for ages, or get a drink, or something. And there's something about having made the decision to wrap up has opened up like a fair amount of creativity because it's just I don't know. There's a kind of freeing element to it. So we have that course will be the last course that we do. Embodiment and flow will be the last course we do until the autumn, and then in the autumn we're going to pull together a I say course, but really a process where we want to in a sense, kind of share the very best processes, models, ideas that we've come across over the last kind of four years. 
We don't exactly know what it looks like. We have some people in mind who, who we want to um, be facilitators there, but we want to use that as a process to also have in the kind of like implicitly woven through that this idea of action in the world because this pollination approach is is the kind of mission uh, between now and when we wrap so some sense of these sharing these tools and processes and allowing people to connect around them so that it leads into um yeah he's definitely a younger event which is going to be on the 5th of november in london so we're going to have an in-person event we will also stream it um Ooh, how much to go a combination of i think lots of different things really um culmination of, of a lot of the the kind of narrative journey but also a big celebration um as well so um a, a big yeah, you're going to celebrate the 800 dollars ticket price um and like and there's also david will talk about a couple of other things we're doing as well which are going to be um sort of in that kind of autumn period but the idea with the event, we're not exactly sure how it's going to look, but we want to have some of the profits from that event, like a, a healthy portion of the profits for that event, potentially go towards projects that emerge between now and then. So, you know, people in the community broadly coming together and thinking, hey, we really want to do X, Y, or Z, or we really want to- People in the community project. broadly coming together do you think anybody on this call, except for the few hosts of this thing, are even going to get to say anything? So there'll be, it's not going to be like uh, astronomical amounts of funding, but I think it'll be enough to fund like two or three projects. Oh yeah. Pass shelf date. Then go ahead and that's, post that's on your own site. Idea. Make sure we know um, about it. So we can tweet, so, it. We'll tweet out your comments and, comments and shit too. November 5th event will be our kind of, Combination. Lisa, I'm trying to be able to stand uh, up to spin later. Speak about some of the other um, play some fucking breaks or something later. Trying to kill me before that happens. Yeah, and it's also, yeah, it's also an opportunity because so much of the community has really come together since COVID as well. That we, I think, we only had like quite occasional meetings before COVID, and then the community developed. We launched the first course, and that was an incredible journey we realized that was an incredible journey how many people you think gave him 550 dollars for his first course journey together and i mean so these they are british this isn't like an andy no thing these people are british maybe the first time but not for nothing yeah i think that if he didn't have this british accent he wouldn't process this wouldn't be as convincing to a lot of american people because his audience is american sort of whatever that looks like in the future as well um so yeah we've got the the event to look forward to over the summer, I'm, as Ali said, there's sort of been a, a real release of creativity since the process of, since, since really sort of dropping <laughs> cute in. man bun. Accepting, That's a man bun that does not scream. My rent is going up. Narrative journey feels like it might be complete and actually allowing that to land for, for me personally has been a huge process of unblocking what felt like a little bit of a sense of stuckness, which I was kind of feeling increasingly over the last year or so. Kind of that sense of as people started to make fun of you i felt at the beginning of, of rebel wisdom sort of meat cakes felt, it was a little it all became a little bit more difficult a little bit more That's, uh, aaron everybody um, check out aaron's uh, more of a, a former band and good friends sweet higher sort of more of a push rather than a pull over the last year or so and then since kind of feeling into oh well maybe that maybe it's over like the, there has been a huge release of creativity 
I feel like tracking into where the conversation is at, especially with the Paul King's North Mary Harrington what? piece, where it just felt like, okay, I, I'm kind of sensing into where the, the narrative is now and where maybe that kind of conversation is going again. And then over the summer, he's the host. And every time he like moves his a, fucking camera shakes, I, I'm in Toronto at the moment, filming with John Bavaki for the John Bavaki documentary. That's going to come out probably in September. That's hugely exciting. So most of the film, what's the documentary about is going to happen at the end of July at a retreat that Rafe Kelly is organizing uh, with. It, John. Yep. It's a retreat. So Rafe is this amazing parkour practitioner. Oh God. Into Jordan Peterson's work. Oh no! Into, into oh no! A record. Uh, could you imagine going to a spiritual retreat that was run by a parkour guy who really likes Jordan Peterson? I'd be hitchhiking. Five hours in, I'd be hitchhiking. Oh, that man bun's great. Yeah, Vakey's work and. He he kind of takes it, takes the kind of conceptual and turns it into embodiment, turns it into practices, turns it into dialogue. Pet, and he's enjoy, enjoy a whole week at this amazing retreat pl place that his father's built out in the woods. So that's going to be an incredible like oh, a compound. Of. John's actually going to be teaching there as well. Teaching so what? Sort of John parkour about the practices, demonstrating the practices, going through the process. Like it's going to be a, a really amazing. It's developing into a really amazing film. Kind of <laughs> oh my God, whatever this well, is, we have to fucking pirate John's and watch work it. Is a, is, a, is a deeper resolution of many of the same topics that Jordan Peterson and others were bringing up. Like there was something like about sexism, homophobia, racism, engaging with first principles, this kind of sense. Oh, first principles. This is some other shit. I don't like, like when somebody's like, I have, I go from first principles. I'm like highly skeptical of those people. Um, we can have some first principles. Sure. Like you shouldn't harm other people unless they're trying to harm you. And then you should meet their force, like whatever, with equal force to get them to stop harming you or whatever. Sure. I guess you could have that. But like when they say first principles, they, again, they mean this like to the exclusion of like empiricism and evidence and, um, and like discovery. They just mean that I believe this and this is what I believe. That's what they mean when they say first principles. It's a deontologism. <clears throat> it's a lot of libertarians talk about this shit, how they, oh, I go just the non-aggression principle. And it's like, well, that's fucking great. Good for you. You get them, pal. This sort of post-liberal moment of needing a new system and not really knowing what it looks like that John speaks to, and it's got to have religious elements. It's got to have integrate spirituality and spiritual practice. And a that, new system for what? For government? For what? What do you mean a new system? A post-liberal system? There was some sort of post-liberal system that a country in Europe tried to uh, impose in the uh, mid-20th century that had elements of spirituality in it. Didn't go so well for certain people. Sense of the... The journey that was that was started with Jordan Peterson and the Peterson phenomenon, I think, is now John and others around that conversation are for me sort of the natural place where that goes. You can you can kind of yeah, the literally like a, somebody's cult compound practice. 
And the amazing thing about John, or one of the amazing things, I'll her, sir. Welcome. is that he links together spirituality or religion and science without diminishing religion or spirituality. And that's kind of the why I think he's such a liminal figure. And so that that's going to be- Who is this fucker? Film will probably be coming out in, in September, I think. Then I'm also Daniel Schmachtenberger. I'm going to spend three days with him in June- uh, I don't know what it's going to be about yet. He's just basically said, I've, I've booked three days in the calendar. There's some things I've never shared with anyone. And I think we should, should sit down and, and, and make a, a piece. And he's going to tell you he's a diddler on sense making. So <laughs> um, I kind of trust him when he says he's got something of value worth sharing. I just say, yeah, okay. What, what time do you need me there, Daniel? So that is I really a lot out three days. I have some questions you've never heard him at the beginning of June. And I've also been contacted by a Swedish filmmaker who wants to collaborate on a feature documentary based on Daniel's work, which could potentially take all of this, what I record with him in June, and then put it together with amazing visuals. This guy, and, and that could be a feature doc that could do the sort of festival circuit, maybe in a year's time after, like when he's sort of had time to really um, edit it and put, put something pretty hopefully pretty amazing together. I've seen his work and I think it's perfect. He makes This is literally, like, I'm going to go do some other shit. Thanks for all the money. Or Baraka, those kind of big, big idea films, really sort of visually driven. So something like that with Daniel's words, I think has got a, a real chance of being a kind of crossover hit um, and, and could, could be something quite. Goodbye and thanks for all the money. Then there's also, um, an opportunity there's an event in austin the emerge gathering which a lot of the people who've been on the channel are going to go to so i'm basically going to do a whole series of interviews with them during that okay that's austin texas what is the emerge gathering and is it worthwhile for um, the media wench and me to try to raise money to go to that because if there's some galaxy brain shit going on somewhere i'd go with hk but i think it would be so much more fun if i brought my partner in crime to that shit be so much fun Amount especially the part where we get kicked out that's going to come out in the autumn and the final piece that i'm going to do is something glitch in the matrix three which has been kind of thinking about for quite a while and then telling the story his first two glitch in the matrix are just like films films where he interviewed idw people so he's just going to interview jordan peterson again last four years where I feel like it's gone off the rails, why the IDW failed, why, and the, and also- But it didn't project. fail. In fact, for you, it certainly didn't fail, sir. Your socioeconomic status has been brought up dramatically by your association with these figures from the IDW. True of Jordan Peterson, because like there's a, there's a deep sort of entanglement with the origin of Rebel Wisdom with the story of Jordan Peterson. So I feel like I need to complete that narrative, hopefully with an interview with him, um, we'll see at the moment. No, no, he's not going to talk to you again, David. You broke the rules. You criticized Brett Weinstein for being an anti-vaxxer. You broke the rules. Jordan Peterson ain't going to talk to you again. You broke the rules. You knew the rules and you broke them. And so I think he's probably ending rebel wisdom here because he can't get these big guests anymore because he done broke the rules. I, I don't know whether that's going to be possible or not, but that that's kind of the last piece I think that, that will go out that will 
And I feel like it. Not only did you criticize them, you then, after you criticized them, spoke to Chris Cavanaugh and Aaron Rabinowitz. You done fucked up. These IDW people aren't going anywhere near you ever again. If I can find the words and the narrative to tell the story of the last four years, then in, a, in some way, I feel like that's a kind of completion and maybe helping us to get free of that, of that kind of narrative. Like what is the second tier appreciation of what ultimately was, was a kind of anti, in the integral framing, like an anti-green movement that never really went beyond that into a place of synthesis. Wait, what? And so telling that story of why it didn't go beyond that. I've, oh, I've also got an interview with Ken Wilber uh, in Denver in June as well, because I feel like he's the right person to tell that narrative as well. Like there was no, in a way, the problem with the IDW and with Jordan Peterson was there was no sense of a there there with a second tier understanding, which integrated some of the dynamics they were seeing and rightly identifying in the culture, but they they all ended up getting pulled down into the reactivity and emotionality of a sort of pre-trans, so the, it, a lot of people be aware of the whole of pre-trans idea of that what a behavior can either be kind of driven by more reactionary elements or it can be a more integrated perspective and i think what the fuck is he talking about like i'm sorry i'm not a dumb guy and i don't know what the fuck he just said and i don't think it's because he's a smart guy an insurgency against a kind of naive liberal worldview that was kind of building from 2016 on steph i hope i didn't fuck your name up too bad welcome to the now space yeah yeah yeah, this guy's david will uh fuller if you're not uh, familiar kind of healthy version of that was peterson at his best the idw at their best but over time partly because of audience capture dynamics all of the trans more refined perspective got pulled down into the pre wait what because that's cut and that that kind of morality tale of the alternative media and the nature of the warping effects of the ecosystem that we're in, I think is a tremendous story that needs. I think your brain got warped by the ecosystem and that's why you can't ever fucking complete a thought. Um, For us to kind of learn from and then move beyond potentially. So that's, that's kind of the wrap up process. And what feels really, really kind of nicely organic is that in some ways the, the wrap up of the project you know, again, we're not big fans of Steven, Steven Bonald, Destiny, but di- I would fucking pay to make this guy talk to Destiny for an hour. This guy would not know what to do. Destiny would lose his patience with this guy in about five minutes. And it would be a fucking brilliant shit show. Self, the perf- the the kind of demonstration of the story that's being told through the wrap-up of the project that it it we could we could continue we um but it just feels right to kind of leave the stage and almost demonstrate in leaving the stage that one has to yeah one has to kind of shouldn't outstay one's welcome um and there are as we'll talk about in a moment, like Ali and I both have like very solid ideas about the things that we want to go to afterwards, but there is something, something feels very natural and right as a kind of, for want of a better word, a kind of mic drop moment and 
Could you just yeah, moving on to other instead of dropping the mic, could you maybe point it at your face? Yeah, we'd love to f- for this not to feel like an ending, but a, but a pollination and a deep. I think the lady down and right from him is going to cry. I'd love for all of the things that we've that we've pioneered. Keep an eye out for somebody. Oh, I already found somebody falling asleep in the middle yeah. second from the bottom. He's asleep. You and everyone else, like how that might, how we might be able to support. Oh, no, he's that not. I thought he was asleep. Of, of completion. Yeah, I want to echo that. It's, it, it's not. Look at that other guy's trying to talk, and there he's got all his guests muted. Just by ourselves. That's that's really uh, for me. I feel very deeply. It's this, um, and and that that's more than just uh, the next five months. It's, it's about the story of the whole project. It's about, and this has been my personal journey as well over over the last four or five years. Is individualism. I'm sort of a much less a rampant individualist than I was, I think, when when we started. Um, but the, this sort of sense of the yeah, sure, collective intelligence, but also a kind of a deeper sense of the connectedness and, like McGilchrist would say, the link between things and the link between people being more important than the disparate units. And so this this idea of um, what happens <laughs> next being a dispersed phenomena is really oh, i hope you're doing well hildebeest i don't know the specifics but i think um, you had mentioned you had a so like a health David, scare recently so i hope you're doing well own, uh, uh directions now yeah we've wrapped on none of these people are yeah. famous enough yeah. to do nexium um why don't, why don't you start i feel like i've been talking but it could be more like a teal swan yeah, kind of thing um, that they're kind of well, trying to do sorry. uh yeah i mean i i spoke to it a little bit before this i think if there's a an overarching theme for me um i'll be really honest actually like what one thing i've been feeling for a long time ever since actually the 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 intellectual dark web phenomena and when we started talking about the need for an intellectual deep web it's obviously been really what does an intellectual deep web mean to, to what we've been about it's like the level of talking about ideas is never going to be enough we need to embody them. So that was what does embodying an idea mean? I, started I don't even know. Am I like what the fuck? Like talking about an idea isn't enough. We have to embody these ideas. Oh man, I don't know what the fuck that means. What's up, Stark Raving? More and more interested. <laughs> I started becoming unsatisfied with that. I started feeling yes, that is really important that we embody ideas, but the actual entire sort of worldview and value system that we're working with is what needs to be transformed. And that's a bit of a kind of overwhelming thought because it requires all of us to transform that. How on earth do we do it? Um, That in part led me to a kind of return to the psychedelic world a a few years ago. You know, I'd been quite involved in- Doing fucking shrooms or acid with this guy would um, absolutely be the fucking worst. It's got all of its own dramas and there's a great reddit uh thread called hobby drama which uh i always love to read which is just the dramas that come in any kind of field or hobby and psychedelics are are uh, no different to that so there's a lot of sort of um heaviness and i kind of stepped away from it but i was also in a sense oh, when you came on hill beast you sounded great actually radical transformation in the process and this this idea that radical transformation is is viable and possible and the psychedelic capitalism stuff got me back in just because I was so outraged. And that then led me to a much deeper process of actually asking, well, how do we transform cultural values to begin with? So that, that's, you know, 
That is the game B question for me. It's how do we actually change the value system that we're operating with? And I do really deeply feel that psychedelics have the potential to do that along with all the other, the whole ecology of- I've had experiences that I could not describe to you on psychedelic drugs and combinations of psychedelic drugs and MDMA. And the, this shit that these people are taught, that these kind of people talk about with psychedelic drugs, I think they just tell you this about themselves so that the, they want you to think like that they're better than you or like more spiritually enlightened than you. Because when they did acid, they didn't just get high and enjoy themselves and giggle all night with their friends. They had a transformational experience. just psychedelics but psychedelics are the thing i get the most so I've, I've become very convinced and interested in the idea of moving psychedelics away from this focus on mental health and individual transformation into collective cultural transformation well like a cult like a fucking like a lsd cult that's really what my book is about and that's really what i'm kind of focused on for the next you should call that a manifesto years, sure, in, in sir. one sense or another so I'm going to be focused on that. Um, certainly with the book, the, the book actually comes out about this time next year and the manuscript is due at the end of August. So I'm very much kind of deep in the process of it now. It's kind of a weird thing because it's fuck your book. It's weird because it's so far away and I'm trying to imagine what the world might be like then. It's like full of zombies and robots and uh, where it's just except for you. Of course, you'll be enlightened. Everybody um, else will be zombies and robots as well as that. Um, I have a number of other projects in the psychedelic space, one of which is quite a large one, which is not fully, not fully ready to talk about yet. Um, but I think a lot of what I'm doing over the next few years is, is very much that, either through the book or through um, various other projects in the psychedelic sphere. And I also will always be absolutely fascinated by um, trying to make sense of culture and looking at deeper cultural dynamics and especially the internet. Uh, yeah. He wants to fucking, <laughs> wants to fucking do like his own acid experiment so, in the water supply. Yeah, really looking at the Yikes. sociology of the internet looking at um, kind of expanding on the concept I, I put out with the age of breach, trying to make sense of the sort of mythic and archetypal levels of the internet, which I don't feel people are looking at quite deeply enough to, to really understand it. So that's something I'll continue doing and, and putting out um, written content, especially through through Substack. So, um, and yeah, finally, just I think the overarching theme for me is oh, the people. Um, um, I think this is part of the sense making course that they did. I know how much they charge for the sense making course. It's like a series of sixteen Zoom calls like this that they charge five hundred and fifty dollars for. I think that these people are all part of the sense making course to bring these ideas into the mainstream. And that's also, aside from my love for psychedelics and psychedelic culture, my deep involvement in it, they are a kind of Trojan horse, even though I think that metaphor is dangerous. I'll use it anyway. They are kind of a Trojan horse into, transform into transformation for a huge swathe of the culture, and they will continue to be so but it has to be done very well and very carefully. So I want to work with people to try and figure out what that actually looks like. Um, and that's the, yeah, the route into the mainstream um, and trying to mainstream these ideas. So, yeah, just to let everyone know the structure, we will, uh, in a minute, we'll go to breakouts just so everyone has a chance to kind of 
express what they they're feeling and so breakouts mean that these people that are involved in this zoom call that he's charging them for is they're going to break off into groups of four or five and they're going to discuss with each other how fucking brilliant david fuller and man bun are others in the breakouts and then we'll come back and we will uh, kind of harvest what came out of the breakouts and we'll go to more of a sort of open q a uh with any questions towards the end oh great we're going to hear everybody's wi-fi fail put in another call next monday uh slightly earlier in the calendar where just to allow this to land for people to kind of have um any uh kind of ideas they want to share and then we will have that um yeah that we'll come back and we'll answer any more questions that might have come up in the meantime so that we have um an opportunity for yeah so if your man bun is amazing feel any pressure to kind of get everything out now or uh, if there's sort of a nascent idea or a nascent thought then you can allow it to kind of percolate and then come back next week and we can we can kind of harvest it then um but yeah picking up on what ali was saying about bringing these ideas to the mainstream that's really where i feel called to go next is sort of my own personal hero's journey is sort of going from legacy media out into the kind of badlands of the alternative. Shit, Michael Lou just went live. These amazing ideas, these amazing figures. And then I really want to complete that narrative by going back to the legacy and, and shifting that. Like for both of us, it's like, how do we shift the culture? How do we create an I love seeing my friends from around the way go live on work, Twitch. Personal growth work. How do we kind of translate these ideas in a way that can potentially shift things? On a more like yeah, this is just all ego and like like don't, not for nothing. Like I wouldn't be like trying to like build a community here and get people interested in what we're interested in here if I didn't have some amount of ego either. You know what I'm saying? But like I don't pretend that this is like some profound mission where we're gonna save the world or some fucking shit like that. If it's not a cultural movement, then it's not sufficient. It's not enough. And in a way, the container of rebel wisdom and even the container of YouTube feels insufficient in some ways. Like, I, wh- why shouldn't a series with Daniel Schmachtenberger be a Netflix series? Why shouldn't? Well, because they're not going to hire Daniel Schmachtenberger because if Netflix is a don't call us, we'll call you kind of company, buddy. Thinking about for a while with Aisha, it can be like, I've got a really clear vision for that. And I think Aisha is the right person to do a, pe- a sort of deep dive into the culture war from a place of, in- of real empathy. And- oh, the, for- the, 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 I think it's actually on Aikun, the person claiming to be Q. I think like the smart people I know who follow Q are just, they're, they're just saying wait and see. And I think that's reasonable. What I love about Aisha is that she is crit- criticizing like extreme identity politics but from a perspective of integration, from a perspective of, of um, empathy rather than reactivity, why shouldn't that be a BBC series? I think it should potentially be a BBC series. I'm kind of in the medium term. I would love to set up a production company and start making making pieces with kind of higher production values for legacy media or for whatever outlets will. Kind but then of- legacy media has to like buy your shit, so that's dude. Kind of where I feel my medium term destination is after um yeah after rebel wisdom and and that is kind of exciting but dude you've ruined your reputation by associating yourself with a bunch of hucksters idea, like I'll be right back. a 
sense-making project that can draw on the Web3 infrastructure? Like, what would a sense-making DAO look like? What kind of how would you create some kind of project that is based around decentralized truth-seeking with a token system? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about Web3 to know that, but I'm sort of putting that out there as a, as a kind of potential intention because that would be something that would be really fascinating to, to, to see who, who knows like what that might look like. Um, someone in the group might know about sense making DAOs. Who might that be grace? Um, yeah. So that's kind of a, a potential loose intention. Um, and yeah, I'd love to hear any thoughts, grace, maybe in the, in the Q and a at the end, if you've got any thoughts to, to share, but it, it is a multi-talented group. So Austin, <laughs> um, yeah, Austin, I think, could be a really interesting, cre collaborative, creative place. Um, I think you're going to be there in Austin, aren't you? Aren't you, Grace? Awesome. Um, and the other, the other piece for me is returning to the gender conversation. Like, I feel like that is something that I'm really drawn to. It feels like one of the, the main pressure points in the cultural conversation is a healthier conversation around gender. And it kind of ties into the, the men's work that we've been doing and Oh no, the men's work. I don't even know about the men. He's been doing men's work. God damn it. I didn't even know he was doing men's work. Oh fuck, man. Articulating a healthy relationship. Like it still seems to me to be under underneath a lot of the cultural dynamics, like this sort of um, there is a gender dimension to it. And I think it's I think it feels like it feels like it's time that that conversation can be, ha can be had in a healthier way. And so I'm personally really interested to, I'm, I've kind of playing with the idea of a men's festival at the beginning of October. Oh, what's that place going to smell like? Oh, what his men's festival, what is that going to smell like? They should book me to DJ and to give a talk about manhood. be a kind of cohering of the of the field of men's work in the uk so i'm i'm kind of a few facilitators and wanting it to be a, a men's festival that is about kind of healthy masculinity uh transformational culture like how do we become better straps and patchouli <laughs> have a vision of masculinity that is not in any way uh oppositional or in any way kind of defined against the feminine, but is really about what is mature masculinity. Like my, my fundamental orientation is that what we, what we need is not less masculinity, but more healthy, mature masculinity. And so that's sort of really something that I feel passionate about. And yeah, it, it's one of the things that I know Ali as well feels like one of the most meaningful things that we've done is, is the men's retreats. It's sort of been, I, I know how Jordan Peterson feels when he starts tearing up, when he talks about that because oh yikes but jordan peterson will cry about anything dude seen it ourselves in in our men's retreats like and it very much speaks to the idea of like how do we change the culture because we when people come on our men's retreats we ask them if they've ever done anything like that before and two-thirds of the guys have never done any kind of personal growth work no no kind of retreat at all and that's that's why we yeah that, that's something we want to do like we want to kind of create environments where people uh, yeah. This is just, I think his men's work retreats are just another grift where he <clears throat> basically does the same thing he does on these zoom meetings where he like kind of holds court and like word salads 
And then maybe everybody hugs it out or something. I don't know. People who are completely unfamiliar with this work, because we have to, we have to, it's no, there's no point in just doing it for the, the usual suspects. Like the workshop junkies are kind of well-served already. So how do you- Oh, the Bellingcat article you're talking about was done by uh, the Q Origins Project, all of whom <clears throat> have been guests on this program. That is going to change, yeah, get people who are not used to this kind of work to, to start looking at themselves and having more honest conversations and, and kind of looking at their motivations. And like, yeah, this is something that, that feels very aligned. Um, and I think both of us, I think Ali, Ali as well is going to go into to more. We're, we're both going to continue doing retreats. It, it, I mean, yeah, you, you know, can charge money to go on those. Uh, more psychedelic influenced or uh, men's work. But yeah, th those, those are the different strands that I'm, that I'm called to um, continue. I'm, I'm <clears throat> so he's basically saying he's going to be doing the same thing. He's just going to be charging a smaller group of people more money to do it in person. That's what I'm getting from him. Content on my own David Fuller YouTube channel. And that sort of will be the sort of foundational. I'm sort of seeing various projects as being different layers, but the foundation. Well, there's <clears throat> sure there's reasons for people to get together and like talk about shit, but like, I think the over formalization of it and what he's doing here is the, the, the way in which there's no way this whole thing isn't about him. So yeah, there's certainly ways in which getting together as groups of people with common traits to talk about your experience in the world can be very uh, healthy. It's just that I can't see a way in which it being led by somebody with an ego like his is good. Continuing to put out content, um, YouTube podcasts as David Fuller um, kind of um, either sense making with David Fuller or just on the David Fuller channel. And that will be sort of like the foundational level um, that, that will, yeah. So that there will continue to be lots of the same uh, content going out on. Uh, when I was walking away to make my drink, by the way, he talked about web three and a DAO. Um, <clears throat> a DAO is like a different funding method for a startup. I don't know enough about it, but if he's thinking of starting a DAO, he on that grift on our various kind of, he met a venture capitalist and that's why he's quitting rebel wisdom podcast. Maybe he became friends with Peter Thiel or something. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's it. Is there anything you want to pick up Ali before we go into breakouts? No, no, it feels like a nice kind of completion there. Right. I'm going to open the breakout rooms now and see you back here in about just over 15 minutes. Welcome back. So these breakout rooms, um, by the way, there's a whole, like different people here now. <clears throat> these breakout rooms are just for the people in this group to form like these sorts of parasocial relationships with each other around the leader, David Fuller and this other guy, Ali. That's, that's all these uh, breakout groups are for. Cause he didn't really give them anything to talk about any kind of tasks there's no big questions. They're not like trying to um, solve any kind of problem in their community. They're not trying to strategize about what to do in the future about any kinds of issues. Like when I've been to places and there've been great breakout groups, I've been to uh, the Netroots Nation uh, thing and I was at a, a couple of things, one of where I was on the panel and we had breakout groups, but the breakout groups were getting together to kind of brainstorm about ways that we could organize better in our communities to solve different problems. And then everybody came back from their breakout groups. We talked about the whole group talked about what they had come up with 
as far as their potential ideas and people brought up like what the good things about them were, what they thought maybe the problems were. I just saw your, uh, request for a, uh, for a soundboard. You fucking leave me alone. Real mighty Joe. Thank you for the follow. It is corporate, but it's not bad. If you have a huge group breaking out into smaller groups to talk about specific issues and then coming back together to talk about like what the groups, what the smaller groups talked about general, it's not in and of itself a bad idea. Love to, yeah, just make a little bit of space for anyone to share anything that came up in their groups. We can go. They're all going to thank David Fuller. Uh, Watch if there's any specific questions, maybe if you want to put them into the chat. And we'll come to those towards. You're not them. even going to let the people talk. Just sort of a little bit of harvesting from the from the groups. Neon August, thank we'll you for the follow. Just everyone, unmute yourself and just ask, and we'll see how see how that works. Yeah, I must say something. I, actually, I think it's a really. I feel really positive and really happy that things are kind of coming full circle and that there is an ending. Yep. They're just all going to um, thank David Fuller. It was kind of, I would hate to see rebelism just fizzling on and I probably was moving myself, moving on. And now I'm going to stay till the end, and hopefully make it <laughs> thing. And it's been a really important part of my life because it has kind of, you know, I've taken even just the most basic thing, like um, participating in the, the breakout rooms during the lockdown and knowing how those works, you know, how having a good structure for how to, do that and then taking that into other space. Wait, what do you mean having a good structure for how to do that? Zoom has that built in if you pay for an account. Oh, I think that's one thing. I think, um, yeah, and I think what you said, David, about bringing into the mainstream, you know, I think I'm very much about that hanging out on the fringe and bringing new ideas into the mainstream and really delighted, you know, those, that idea of um of of building new structures in in society new in, in new institutions yes of course he's been exploiting people really who feel isolated great. yeah i look forward to seeing what's happening in the future and also ali i probably i was thinking to sign up for the course anyway so I'll catch up with that one um because i think the courses were absolutely brilliant and i mean the live player course was just so amazing the light player um just so much like so a street me, player but a light player really i'll play the street player song like later i think as well so and um yeah thank you so. mm, thank you martina for your support as well and oh this is the last dedication. supposedly it's the end of uh, david fuller's particular current grift of rebel wisdom um it's it's we've had a long history of watching this guy on this channel and i'm not sure i could properly explain it let's just say we have a podcast where we talk about the intellectual dark web. And as soon as we started fucking making fun of this guy, this guy went and complained to some people I know on Twitter about me making fun of him. And then he blocked me on Twitter. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to personally echo exactly everything Martina said. Um, Look at this guy's got all these microphones in the background and he's not using any of them, you dumb motherfucker. It's been really brilliant. And I had, I had sensed the energy of the culture just change and that there was a certain stuckness. And I think this is sort of the, you know, integrity to the end, step over to the liminal through it and love the idea of the pollinating outwards and using the relationships, making more space for those. 
relationships somehow. Oh, we don't um, really need a welcoming committee. And yeah, the life player. People, sh- people shouldn't really feel that we welcome here anyway. This is a weird place. Talking in our, um, I want people to feel a little bit of redoing the course about pity for the people now. we're watching. It's just been brilliant. All disappointment in themselves for being in the chat um, and then affection so for me. Guys. That's what we're yeah. going for. I'm really looking forward to what's next as well. Super. So. Thank you. I hope. Yeah. Oh shit! With the raid, HK with the raid. Thank you for the goats, sir. Um, we're gonna make sure that uh, we're dancing on the grave of Rebel yeah, Wisdom. This is the end of Rebel Wisdom. He is doing his video, his swan song. It's like goodbye and thank you for all the donations. Yeah, lucky enough to be joined by Daniel and and a few other amazing people for that. Uh, Leilani, did you? Did you just unmute yourself. Twenty twenty two. Unmute yourself. Most of the people in this audience don't know how to unmute themselves. Accidental unmuting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> David, I can uh, speak up. Um, yeah. Growth. I feel growing here. I feel the real feel of growing. And that means something's getting left behind. Yeah, we do you politics, know, but it's a now. weird, this is a weird place. Where's the backup, right? But it's the. Joe, this is a weird place. The growing that's just not about newness. See, what I'm seeing is you're bringing all that's been here Ooh, it just gives me chills the yeah see these are just all people like they're like oh i'd like to make sure that david fuller knows that i not only gave him 550 dollars for a um sense making course but also that i love him this is a bit like a cult you call it ali the stakeholding i think that's what they're it's starting now actually because they're abandoning this as zoom this thing and they're trying but the problem individual. is as you can hear, most of these people are American. His audience are American. I'm thinking fertile ground. This is fertile ground that's being created. And your whole idea of modeling now, that's what I, I feel like I want to learn for the next five months. Professor Daddy. Yeah, it's it's making, it's a bit cult-like. But like making this trend. the problem is I don't want to just run around calling everything well, a cult. We're be learning, Danny. So I was just about to say that. <laughs> the U.S. Yeah, trucker so. convoy straight up turned into a cult. Thank you, Danny. That's it. Oh, That's not 18. Exactly yeah, this is, yeah, we're not, this, your kids shouldn't watch this channel. Right? Thank you. Thank you. I just want to speak to, to Brian's questions in the chat so we don't lose it. But, well, actually, Brian, I've, do you I've, want to trend, speak to your questions? I'm saving, I'm saving them, Ali. Ah, uh, uh, okay, fine, fine. Comes to questions. Spirit, uh, no, he calls it sense making. He's like one of those intellectual dark web kind of people. So, <clears throat> I think uh, now is a good is good enough time for me to explain what sense making is because that's what these people probably bought a course for and that's how they got in the Zoom call. Um, sense making is basically thinking about complicated issues that you don't have any domain expertise on, and then essentially convincing yourself that you have, through thoughtfulness, ideation, whatever you want to say, that you've come up with the answer, and it's to the exclusion of empiricism and domain expertise from other people that's my sense of what sense making is that's okay i think just harvest a few more sure sure sure, yeah questions we talked in our group about um rebel wisdom and like how this notion of of all each of us becoming locusts of sense making in our own worlds what and like um, yo you don't want to be like a horde of locusts in your community I love that and have really like had that in my mind always. Um, but we talked about like just not really knowing how to do that. 
Um, and like, I have a new idea every day, but never really know if it's like going to work or worth pursuing or whatever. So, but like, that's where domain expertise and empiricism come in. I have a new idea every day too. Some of them I test out here on stream. I don't just sense make about them though. Some of them I just discard. Cause I was like, well, whatever, I'm never going to figure that out. Or like I'm on my bike. I'm not going to look that up. That's going to be really cool going forward. Like seeing how the synthesis can happen and seeing what other people are doing. Mm. Yes. Thank you. That really follows a little bit onto what we were talking about, which is this really does seem to be a transition for a lot of us and going into a time of experimentation, less than these individual discussions and small groups, but really getting into larger groups and, and, even in the small group breakout, we started creating new stuff. Like there's a real sense that there's room for experimentation. And I think really the most important things to say, the first one, a few people have already said, just thank you. Yeah. This is just people thanking him for taking their money and telling them that they're smart too. Real mighty Joe. Thank you for the bits. Love you. Oh, you gave this lady some of her money back too. creation of a space of love and real. Yeah. Some of these people got money. Look at her place. She got a spiral staircase and like, Oh, she got money. Give you a hug, Grace. I'll give you a hug. Yeah, see, this is just the Good this is the goodbye and thanks for all the fish, except the fi instead of fish, it's $550 on PayPal for a few Zoom yeah. calls. If I may? Yeah, thank you again, uh, guys. Uh, uh, for me, it was a bit, uh, you know, isolated during the COVID break. Uh, this was a great relief for me. And I think, uh, yeah, it's a great enterprise and also, I appreciate the fact that yeah, you it's were gross. trying to keep it live by changing the vehicle according to what the times need. And I agree with you completely that I think uh, next is a work of synthesis. What to do? Uh, I, this guy, if, he, if he's hard to understand or whatever, English is clearly not his first language. I'm not going to get on him at all. The prize of a single mind, if it will not, it's my opinion, of... Uh, working in software design and media that I think it's potentially the design of a platform that will leverage the best collective intelligence and uh, in particular uh, relevance, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, it's in that. Yeah, yeah, I know what that is. We, um, oh, fuck, uh, fucking conspirituality. I keep talking about them. They did a good, they did a good episode on uh, Roth, Ramtha this or that content yeah it's that model though it's like that eastern philosophy model but as like well as like, uh, like internetized by and for rich white people I think well i guess the eastern philosophy stuff was for rich white people to too but down uh, uh, almost like pg version that a simple visual will help mm -hmm. people make sense of like how people make sense of the world that uh, potentially john doesn't have but maybe someone who, you know, is like more um, like visual, uh, visual thinker, I think could help in this enterprise. This is what I believe. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Maybe time, one, one more before we go into the questions. I don't know. Nancy, did, did you unmute yourself to speak or was, uh, 
another accidental meeting. Oh, no, I'm just appreciating, uh, you know, all the remarks and, and appreciating you and everyone here. Like, this is disgusting. He's like telling these older people that they're brilliant. Like, that's what that's what they're paying for, right? That by being part of this sense-making group, that they're somehow like smarter than their neighbors, be- better than the <clears throat> better better than the old other old ladies they have tea with. Gross. Um, I had something that that it was emerging uh, for me, really present now um, in this space. Um, just wow, so beautiful, all of you. Um, oh, get out of here! Thank you. Thank you, David. Thank you, Alex, for, for holding this space for us. Um, Is that Carter Page? And I'm just seeing, like, this happening more and more of, like, the we space and the I space coming together. Um, and it's, it's just so beautiful. Um, like, this unity, unity consciousness. Is he the Heaven's Gate guy? Yeah, he looks like a cross between Carter Page and the Heaven's like Gate guy. About, like, healthy masculinity. Like, that's that's so so aligned, I feel. And just, like, amazing. Like, oh, I'm almost in tears. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just wanted to point out again this these kind of two processes that are uh, happening, just for clarity's sake for everyone. Um, you can get that at cost plus for like, like 150 space bucks. And the I space. And so like there's like uh, in, in the we space, you have like attraction, synergy, and emergence. And then in the I space, you have like sentience, intelligence, and agency. And it feels like it really feels and I can see. Oh, it's getting to be uh, 4th of July. More and more and more. My street does not uh, fuck around on 4th of July. More and more. And as these like, heavens gate. processes that are becoming one process. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, I just wanted to express the, uh, how Adam's well, type is like, I have for, for seeing a like young cult leader. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Carlos. And yeah. And so many of the other sharings as well. Yeah. I've, I'm, I'm blown away by the level of kind of awareness and, um, Depth, depth of kind of learning and, and practice in the. If you're in, uh, you probably already know about it, but decoding the gurus is a good podcast. They talk about all different kind of gurus, mostly secular gurus, not religious ones. And yeah, kind of harvesting that in 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 the sort of wrap up process of the of the different kind of concentric circles of the the people that I'm even recommending them, even though I like criticize them a lot. <laughs> I've been critical of them lately because they're kind of like I don't know they're kind of dismissive of American culture war stuff. And it's like, well, the American culture war, it's, you know, there's the, there's a payload that's, that's hurting people, you know? And part of this journey with us is really what we want to kind of enable to, to happen. And I, oh, I, I, I listen to a lot of non-political podcasts. They're about Linux. I Most really of what I listen to is like Linux and like history. And blown away by, what this allows to catalyze and i think there's no reason why that can't be the case with the yeah, adam he seemed like an empty vessel though you know um, yeah that thousand yard stare as i said depth of practice and learning and in, in the people that have that have been kind of spoken to by this in 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 some way and it's very much that we've kind of curated it but, but yeah we've been lucky enough to 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 have interviewed and to have featured some of these incredible people and like 
to the extent that the Linux podcasts I listen to get political, it's like libertarian tech bro shit. But we've we've managed to curate some quite astonishing conversations and and make some amazing connections. So I think like it feels very yeah the, the sort of leaving the stage at the right moment. I think just takes off this sort of sense because there was a growing sense that I had of like oh, he's thinking he's thinking everybody. This tension between Fucking incoming message might be seen as like is God I hate this guy. Is everything in going, case you can't tell one one avenue of rebel wisdom. Is there a sense of like, am I boosting my own thing with the interviews or is it boosting the whole? And it's sort of like that kind of You're process boosting like your grifter guests the whole rather than rather than the individual project that we've been running. And like, Behind the Bastards is a good show, but it's a political show, but it's definitely a show about history to grow from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And sort of, I, I'm, thank you everyone for sharing. It's really touching and it's really, um, yeah, especially here because I think also what we've curated or at least made the space for is, is a really amazing community as well. So it's really, um, it's, it's more significant than it's easy to put into words, I would say. Um, and the sense of, yeah, I really liked what Leilani was saying about growth. I think that's a really wonderful word. I don't talk about Linux and open source. I'll pause this idiot to talk a little bit about it. I'm glad I got involved in that uh, through work because it's like opened all kinds of other doors to me. If I was running Linux, if I was not running Linux, my show just would not sound this good. The, the tools I have available, they're just, if they're available for Windows, I'd be running like a full DAW. I'd have to have a more expensive computer. Um, Nah, I'm glad I got involved. Um, and we chose to only use Linux to produce this show at the very beginning. Uh, it was an ideological decision at first, but then we started finding Linux audio tools and they're amazing. Fucking amazing. In this group feels really, really important as well. Whatever, whatever that might, might be. And I, I think it's, I just have a sense of late of, of sort of, uh, Growth under the surface, mycelium waiting to burst out. That's probably because I love mushrooms, but uh, I think it's a nice metaphor. Um, and I also wanted to speak to the fact that we have um, we have scheduled in another session where we can dive deeper into the kind of... At some point, we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. Effectively on the 23rd. So I don't, want to, I don't want it to feel rushed in the next sort of 10, 15 minutes, whatever it might be, that you have to get everything out or ask all the questions. We, we did anticipate that. This is going to be a process. Um, and that's something that just came up for me as well. I think I may be set up correctly. In I don't that know. session or perhaps just email us. It's possible that I have well, set it up correctly. We'll we would see. Really love Only to time will tell. What you would like to do within the community in the next sort of five, six months in terms of sort of like member events, for example. Like I've noticed that there's there's a little bit less engagement with our weekly events. So so lower numbers. And that, you know, and I, we've been kind of curious as to why that is. I think it's just a, a general sense of something needing to renew, but it's an opportunity as well over the next month to, to, to do something perhaps a bit different. We don't know what that is, but I, I personally would really like to hear any suggestions. Or this terrifying uh, maybe, thing. Check yeah, this thing I'll out. Leave it there. But that's something that's um, just in the, in the short term um, important. So yeah, there's a few questions that were put into the chat that uh, would I'll, we can address now before the wrap up, and then yeah, come back next week. And we'll also, if, if there's anything that you want to that comes up, you can send us an email as well. Um, 
probably the best addresses info at rebelwisdom.co.uk and then we'll kind of my my system isn't very fast questions at the next meeting next week my system isn't fast i have a ryzen 5 cpu and um like an old video card like 16 gigs of ram um this isn't a fast system this began i think janice asked asked kind of how we were feeling about all of this um and i've gone back and forth a little bit now like over the last couple of weeks it sort of settled into a lot more clarity but all the questions of um and sort of like actually the gpu i'm using was mined on patty k's roommate found out my gpu was was in sad shape uh what platforms were the old rebel wisdom so now i have a faster gpu but it was mined on for like two years so who knows how long it's gonna last keeping it going yes initially i was I was thinking that potentially we could rebrand um, the the channel as something else, like um, particularly that that it's got a yeah, pen now. Change the name and because it's two hundred forty one thousand YouTube subscribers, it's quite a sort of serious audience to sort of. Oh, uh, I thought you had double that. I thought you had half a million. On, but over time, it became clear that actually it's. It would be out of integrity to do to do that because oh hk if you stick around after this i'm gonna dj and i have even more backup dancers now something that then people would arrive at they'd see the rebel wisdom logo roller disco and shit be hosted on a different channel with a different name that kind of feels odd and i kind of realized that would i think that feels out of integrity so for so we're both going to be starting up our own uh projects potentially individually and then spend the summer kind of directing people towards those saying mm-hmm. okay there's this is gonna rebel wisdom so effectively rebel wisdom we kind of mostly mothball there might be a few things that we end up putting out after the wrap-up of the project we're not sure yet in a fly trap i don't i don't know if, if people are most of you probably heard me spin but mothballed as a place sort of like Talk to you soon hilda beast completion hit me up if you'd like to do uh bingo with me again sometime it has a natural end point and people can still find it over time uh, um but but kind of using yeah so so effectively kind of steering into starting up something something new with hopefully with a with um a lot of people who are here and people who are watching this will continue to to follow us and be interested in what it is that we do next so, um but so. that but we, so we did think quite hard about whether to continue it in some way because there's a lot of reasons like brand brand recognition YouTube algorithm, the audience that that we built up, but it just felt no. It's the the more authentic thing would be to kind of to to let it go and to to start up something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in some ways, you know, we talked a lot about this, and in, in some ways, it's like while the initial pull to that, there are practical reasons for it. I think in in some way, it would be potentially self defeating because I think. What feels very meaningful and important is to have a narrative completion and completion means completion right so all the films will still still be kind of there but this this entity like how they keep referring to this guy's series of really, like really weirdly edited interviews as next. films and for the integrity the integrity of the whole project it just um it, it's hard to it's hard to explain i may, maybe you agree maybe you feel it maybe you feel differently but it's yeah, uh, having thought about it a lot, it just feels right to have that proper completion uh, um, rather than a sort of halfway thing. Um, like Stephen Jenkinson talked about, um, 
when we had them on during COVID, um, there's something very powerful about endings, right? Because a real ending allows for new beginnings, but a sort of half ending allows for sort of meh beginnings. Mm -hmm. uh, you can, that's a great quote. I'll uh, put on a mug uh, there. Uh, didn't really, it wasn't great, but uh, you get the point. So I think maybe we should, in the interest of time, maybe check. Is it, yeah, it could be that they have like an internal language that you can't grasp, uh, Professor Daddy? Or it could be that it's just fucking word salad. More question. I sent them to you on WhatsApp. Ah. Ali. Um, so yeah, just to address Brian's question, we mentioned the rebranding one. Uh, he also asked, how much did you ponder the value of the community you've created and could the channel be turned over to someone who wants to maintain it, if nothing else, to keep a refuge place for people to land and explore those ideas? Um, we he's like join my locals group at seven dollars a month you all can be hella smart in my locals group probably not as ali said um if someone has a like really solid suggestion and a way that that might work we're open to hearing it it doesn't feel appropriate at the moment for the reasons that we've given it feels right to feels right to to wrap it up it does potentially feel um how that looks and how what i would be particularly interested in is creating some doorways into the content in different ways that could then either go out he's being he's being smart on, on the web i don't know i don't look at the so camera ever so find it naturally and find different you know what i'm always looking at i'm looking at like chat over here or possibly my drink like the, the connective tissue is very interesting like coming in on this and then ending up here and like the narrative journey yeah. The truth about the universe is what's up there. There um, is is something that I think being being a, a bit more explicitly spelled out. Everybody has their weird mannerisms, but to, for, from him, I think it's forced. And now it's habit, but I think he like um, like somebody he admires does that or something. Re-releasing some of the films on the channel towards the end, um, like some of the earlier mm -hmm. ones, that could be something worth uh, tonight. It's a uh, and New Amsterdam vodka and uh, energy drinks. Community. Yeah, definitely, and we're really interested. Fairly in weak drinks so far. That. Still a little warm here, kind of and uh, I'd like to uh, uh, or like be up late strict, uh, spinning tonight. Actually, kind of, I have a couple gigs uh, coming up, yeah, so I got to rinse through some tracks, figure out some things. Well, yeah, we're we're really interested in how to harvest all of the the the, the good stuff, and that's the community. That's the that's the content. Um, yeah, I think that addresses and then there's the tell us about emerge, which I'll come to in a second. Um, yeah, tell us more about emerge. Yeah, that's in that's in fucking <clears throat> this festival is in Austin, Texas, and I would love to go to it with, with perspectiva. Um, I'd go there, I'd make friends with David Fuller, and then I'd be like, Why did you block me on Twitter for criticizing you? Like, after we had done like some acid or some shit, I don't know. To add to that, I mean, I think the I, this is something we've talked about a lot. The the, cura the curation of the curation it gets very meta, but like that threads that people can follow does feel like a really useful uh, and important um, thing. We, we, there was a, for a while people were working on a wiki, um, a kind of rebel wisdom wiki, which which would kind of wait. We have a wiki together, which is um, maybe something we have a wiki. I bet our wiki's in better shape than theirs. We can revisit over the next months. Feels like quite a cool thing to do. Um, so maybe I think it's Terry's question next. Do you want to speak to that, David? 
Which is the one about Emerge and Perspective. Yeah, Perspective, Emerge, yeah. and just, yeah, it's useful, I think. So, yes, so Emerge is sort of a... It's a great song by Fisher Spooner called Emerge. Rebel Wisdom, as is Perspectiva. Perspectiva is Jonathan Rousen's um, organization, or one that Jonathan Rousen created with Thomas Bjorkman. And Thomas is someone who uh, supported us initially. I've been looking for a good remix of it, but I haven't found a good remix uh, of it. Four years ago or whatever. Um like and I spin like a he, couple specific kinds of music. I can't just drop and merge. It would sound weird. Kind of very much immersed. Uh, plus that song's hauling ass at like 150 beats a minute. He started up Perspectiva with Jonathan Rousen as a sort of more of a more of a it's a publishing house and it's more of a kind of think tank trying to influence sort of politics. Uh, whereas Rebel Wisdom is much more a sort of like more cultural media facing. Uh, arm of a similar kind of similar worldview, I'd say. Um, so perspective. I don't even know what this guy claims his worldview is. With from, <clears throat> I bet he'd tell you that he's like a shit lib, right? Um, is is now working for for them. And emerge has a relationship with Perspectiva. It's part of the same nexus. It's it's mainly Thomas Bjorkman and a few other people. And it's it's intended to. I smell Peter Thiel. Network of networks of. I don't know anything projects. about any of this, but I'm starting to smell Peter Thiel. The boundaries, so the the liminal web idea, or the sense making sphere, or where, where, wherever you want to kind of draw that. But it's very much all of these. All, Smells like Peter Thiel. That are heavily influenced by, as I said, developmental thinking. Um, Co combining sort of the worlds of sort of religion, spirituality, personal growth, and culture in many different ways. So Emerge is, is still in some ways a, a kind of work in progress. So there's actually an opportunity to influence its development. Oh, good. And if they're going to be taking on the course... We should influence its doing, development. There's, there's probably an opportunity for them to... IDW, Investor Bro, and Minimalist. Maybe he ended all this because he was heavily invested in crypto and lost all his money. Unity dimension to it as well. I think there's very much an openness to that conversation. And um, yeah, I, we'll, we'll definitely be involving Jonathan and Thomas and, and others in where this conversation goes. So as, as this develops over the next few months. Um, that's one of the avenues that could potentially, you know, all that shit about like they're drinking baby blood to stay young. I don't believe that about anybody, but I do believe that about Peter Thiel take on some of the value that that's been created through rebel wisdom and, and, and take it on. Mm -hmm. And then of course the emerging commons, we, uh, uh, perhaps doesn't need mentioning, but, uh, does need mentioning is, is another place that's already emerging to use the word emerge again i'm just gonna keep using it um but oh wow, you're uh, pretty crafty yeah, we want to fully support um yeah the kind of growth and development i don't know if anyone from the emerging commons might like to uh say something to that effect um but that's something that's very much uh present for us but yeah um ali uh david i think maybe next week at the call um a couple of us from emerging commons could speak a bit about maybe maybe some of these are um, you know like, like further the conversation about it if that's okay with you guys yeah 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 of yeah. course yeah, thank yeah, you we'll make we'll make space for that and if you want to kind of uh yeah let us know any thoughts in the meantime just send us an email uh and then we can kind of um yeah it looks like you sell spice yeah.
<laughs> whatever you want to to the <clears throat> gathering next week. So I think we're we're a little bit over time, and it's a Zoom call. Got anything burning they want to share before we we close? Not medically burning, uh, metaphorically burning. Yeah, just this. You guys get how much we love you. Oh God, uh, we do now. <laughs> oh, how much of that fucking? How much money is that guy giving them? Ten grand, twenty grand. Thank you. That's all for now. Thank you, Clay. Clay, Clay do you get how much we love you? Yeah, do you get how much we love you? Is the is exactly the question. Yeah, it's oh, really lovely. Cool. Yes, of it's course. Special. I got it. Yeah. And the the value that you provided to be able to watch your videos. I don't know. We're doing a parasocial thing here, aren't we? And talk with you and um, have one on ones with the people you brought in. It's, it's been incredible. And yeah and we yeah we we couldn't do it without you yeah do it without you yeah it's it's absolutely true it's been uh, yeah it's really special i was just thinking right now it's like in a sense we've been doing it so regularly and so often that it's almost like take for granted just how special it is have a global community of people who are highly engaged highly intelligent um, oh, this is this thing. You don't know that everybody there is highly intelligent. With all of you guys, um, I'm going to miss that a lot. Yeah, <clears throat> but I don't even really believe in intelligence, so there's that. Yeah, and it will continue in in many different ways, <laughs> exactly. unexpected, yeah. unexpected and profound ways. For <clears throat> sure, like the the things that we've been talking about here, and the the meetings, and the 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 groundswell of whatever it was. oh real mighty joe yeah we do a show on uh sunday that's like a news roundup for the week and we'll be talking about the protests roe versus wade we'll be kind of leaning heavy on that but with an eye towards like the conspiracism and the like extremism elements of the uh response to the uh to the ruling and that's really what we want to serve next and and yeah we, we're looking forward to seeing what that looks like Sorry. If I could chime in with a quick note of gratitude, too. Yeah. Um, I have had my horizon and open to, to new dimensions that I am only beginning to to explore. And I thank you for uh, for doing that. And I think the, the narrative completion that you are um, moving on to is, is perfect. Uh, the idea of a diaspora where we, you know, as a community can carry forth into new incarnations uh, is one that resonates with me because I find myself actually working for a, um, a large government institution and, and finding that there is, there is nascent uh, consciousness to be, to be found and connected with and brought online. And, um, you know, I, I'm um, fascinated and inspired by the opportunity to do that in other, you know, to basically to be a vector for these types of wisdom and practices into other dimensions of, of you know society and institution and um and all forms of life so thank you all oh my god all forms of life get the fuck out of here yeah it's really good to hear as well so i don't ever want to yeah, hear so any we'll of you talking to or about me in these sorts of ways the, the it would be 
Um, I would be like, it. let's shut her and, down. Uh, Time to fire up the uh, LinkedIn and get a real job. If, any, if anything comes up, if you have any um, thoughts, anything you want to share, any ideas. You know, this is all very like codependent sort of online control by, group uh, feeling. Maybe, maybe they don't custom. like that. And yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, look forward to seeing you soon. At least the fucking rebel wisdom is over, but those people all got duped and they've all been there for a while, right? Those are probably all the people that have been giving them money for these courses for years. Those people all got duped and they seem very happy about having been duped. Um, you know, it, when we first started doing a podcast or whatever, it wasn't like any of that. Right. But, uh, there's, I'm not going to lie. I, t now I'm doing this for money. Um, I like what we do. I think we talk about interesting things. And I think, uh, especially here on Twitch, we're bringing a sort of, we're bringing like a sort of perspective and a sort of interest in conspiracism that, uh, that nobody else is, uh, bringing, uh, to Twitch, at least in the way that we are. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I just, there's no way in the world that I think I could get all of you or some of you convinced that now you're special because you hang out here, you know? I don't think I could ever convince you of that. I would be uncomfortable trying. It would be, uh, it would seem very disingenuous if I started saying anything to that effect. And I think there's a couple people in chat that if I started behaving that way would uh, abandon ship, come to me privately about it. And then if I didn't respond properly or whatever, uh, they would come at me publicly about it because I don't think we've cultivated that kind of community here. And I'm glad for it. I like it actually. Like it gets later and later at night. And like, I start fucking just flying off the handle and people are like, Dave, Dave, Dave. And it's just like, I just totally got something wrong. And I think that's like, you know, that's more valuable to me than like any sort of like odd parasocial, I will defend Dave. And I will tell everybody that by being here, Dave and the media wench have taught me so much. I don't want to hear that shit. If you learn anything here, it's because you figured it out yourself or maybe I nudged you. Maybe, but I'm not, I'm not here imparting any kind of wisdom on the world. Like I sort of reject that notion and I'm glad rebel wisdom is ending, but I'm also fearful for what's going to come out of it. I think man bun might just straight up start a cult. I think man bun might be just starting a cult might be going like teal swan. I don't know if people are familiar with teal swan. We haven't done a lot on teal swan cause it's kind of hard to pin that down. Um, and you have to watch a lot of Teal Swan's content to get to the part where it's a real big problem. And I just don't have the time to invest in that, but others have, and it's others I've trust. And so I, I know that that community is pretty toxic and has fucked up some people. And I think that man button's going to head in that direction. I think David Fuller might go in the, I am trying to gain mainstream legitimacy direction. That's going to be pretty funny to watch because he's going to have a lot of explaining to do after he had fucking Eric Weinstein on several times to explain how he fucking unified physics by himself in his spare time. You know, it's going to be a pretty tough hill to climb for David Fuller. If he wants mainstream, um, accolades or whatever. Um, <clears throat> as always the, uh, 
the right to come on and speak with me after I've criticized and made fun of you stands. David Fuller, you are welcome to come on here and talk to me. Um, Man Bun, you're welcome to come on here and talk to me, but I don't know enough about you. We'd probably just make fun of you. 